Hello and welcome. I'm Marquette and you're listening to Mind Body Dallas. Thank you for being here. Today we are discussing working with the law. So I'm taking you through uh, just a quick introduction here on this first segment here from Raymond Hollywell's book, Working with the Law, The 11 Truth Principles for Successful Living. So again, I'm just giving you a quick intro and we'll get into the 11 laws up next. For many years, students and seekers have come from everywhere asking for a better understanding of God and desiring knowledge of the best way to get the most out of life. They've heard God spoken of as being far off when, in fact, He is as close to us as the breath we breathe, closer than our hands and feet. Students have heard many names for God, such as love, divine mind, Divine Intelligence, Jehovah, Hashem, God, Lord, First Cause, Source, The One, and other names you may have heard. All of these terms are synonymous. They mean one and the same thing. Raymond Hollywell chooses to use a simpler name that he believes everyone will understand. He calls God working in our lives the law. Interpreting the law in several ways should bring it more clearly into our way of thinking. Then, as we strive to work with the law, we are living closer to God, and such living brings better understanding. For our time together, you'll hear me refer to God and God's laws because this makes the most sense to me. So, let me explain a little bit more before we get into the 11 laws. Genesis 2, 4, and 5 says, The Lord God made the earth and the heavens and every plant of the field before it was in the earth and every herb of the field before it grew. A top question in the world today is whether a man has the capacity, equipment, and power to control his life, whether he can be what he wants to be or whether he is a drop in the great ocean of life. Millions are affected by unemployment, poverty, loneliness, lack, want, illness, and disease, or as I like to call it, dis-ease, just to name a few. Can they help it? Are we victims of our circumstances? This belief makes us fatalists and karmic addicts instead of masters and controllers of our destinies. A fatalistic belief is contagious, and when a person submits to its influence, believing that the circumstances around him are stronger than the power within him, that person is defeated before the race is run. This type of person may believe in numerous other external things such as heredity, genetics, karma, environment, and other reasons for their failures. They believe in the limitations of life, that they were born this way and they will die this way. But we can look back through history and see a long list of evidences of man overcoming circumstances and challenging the problems of life. This person has chosen a different perspective. 
as he focuses on opportunities instead of obstacles, he has the power to control his circumstances. And by using this power, he has created other circumstances more necessary in his upward climb. This type of perspective reveals to us a wonderful world of power, possibility, and promise. I am a co-creator with God. I have free will. I am the first creative cause of all that transpires in my life, and my personal conditions are the results of my thoughts and actions. Let me read that again. I am the creative cause of all that transpires in my life, and my personal conditions are the results of my thoughts and actions. I am what I think. All of my actions are the direct outcome of my ideas. I never make a move of any kind until I first form some image or plan in my life. Excuse me, in my mind. Let me say that again. I never make a move of any kind until I first form some image or plan in my life. I said it wrong again. (laughs) I never make a move of any kind until I first form some image or plan in my mind. These plans or ideas are powerful and potent. They are the causes of my entire reality, of everything I experience. To put it another way, my current reality and experiences are direct results of my previous thinking, or confirmations as I usually call them. You might hear people calling them confirmations, like things you're experiencing, be it whether you're perceiving it as good or bad. Who are we, by the way, to say something is good or bad? It's just a confirmation of the way you were thinking. So even if something, say, might feel bad or seem bad, it's a confirmation. So in that way, it's good. You're getting feedback. Okay, that's some negative feedback I needed so I can start to think better so then I can get better confirmations on the way that I want, like a reality that I, that I desire. The game of life is a game of solitaire. As I change, all conditions will change. This is one of my favorite quotes. You've heard me say it many times in many of my meditations. Um, you can replace the word condition with the word results or or confirmations, which I like to do sometimes. So let's try that. The game of life is a game of solitaire. As I change, all results will change. Or let's try it again. The game of life is a game of solitaire. As I change, all confirmations will change. Just in case conditions might sound a little bit it doesn't resonate with you or something. I like to use the one, the results too. Cause sometimes I'll look at my life in the here and now and I say, okay, these are my results. What are they the results of, of my thinking? Okay. I, I am reaping what I have sown. I have pre sent this result, right? Present. I'm living my present moment. I am living my pre sent moment. I sent this, I created this, I thought this by my worrying or stressing or we'll get into this later, but um, same thing with good things, by the way, Uh, miracles and things like that. It's not just, oh, this just happened. 
No, you present because you were feeling good. You attracted a great opportunity or a great feeling attracted this great moment, this great experience, this great result. That is a result of your good thinking. Remember, the Lord God made the earth and the heavens and every plant of the field before it was in the earth and every herb of the field before it grew. So we make things before they are here. We create them in our mind first. We are made in the image and likeness of God. And if God cre- if this is the way God creates things, then this is the way we create things. We think first. And then our thought becomes substance, becomes our physical reality. I create my reality. You create your reality. My reality is a confirmation of my previous thoughts. I reap what I sow. So do do you. We all do. This creative process principle is is summarized in a sentence found in Proverbs. It reads, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. You may have read or heard this statement before. It has been taught and expounded upon by philosophers of every age. Some people hear the statement and cannot accept the, the assertion that all inharmonies of life are the results of their own beliefs or of their past thinking, crystallized into beliefs like we just talked about. This is manifestation at its finest, but they don't believe it. You may not believe it. I didn't believe it for some time. They prefer, we prefer, I've done it before too, I did it for years, prefer to blame their personal results on something or someone else. Even God is given a share of the blame. Like I said, I've done it too many times. I used to blame God for a lot of things. There are others who believe that in God's good time, all things will eventually work out to their satisfaction. But this is not the case. I also used to do this before I learned these laws. People who plan, excuse me, people who fail to plan are planning to fail. Let me say it again. People who fail to plan are planning to fail. It sounds like, you know, motivation 101. You know, I'm a health coach, a life coach, a personal trainer, group fitness instructor. You know, I love coaching people, cheering them on. And it sounds like just cheesy motivation, but it's, it's truth. It's hard truth. If you fail to plan, your plan is to fail. So you have to plan to do great. You have to plan your reality, plan the results you want. Um, it's kind of like if you reap what you sow, think about what am I reaping? Sometimes we get lost. Oh, you reap what you sow. Sometimes I like to put it in real verbiage like, okay, Marquette, Are you planting what you want to reap tomorrow? Are these thoughts like, say I want pink geraniums, but with my thoughts, I just planted corn. Okay, that's not going to give me pink geraniums. All things don't just work out eventually to our satisfaction. We don't just eventually get pink geraniums if we're planting corn. It just doesn't like in God's good time, all things will eventually work out to my satisfaction. I'll eventually get those pink, uh, pink geraniums. No, because you keep planting corn. Sorry. You're going to keep getting corn because if nothing changes, nothing changes. 
Thinking that it will all get better later is actually perpetuating your current reality. It's time to take an honest inventory of your life, of my life. Like I said, if if nothing changes, nothing changes. What is your current reality and do you want to change it? Will you change it? Wanting and doing are two very different things. And by the way, I try to use the word desire rather than want because want is actually um, coming from a lack mentality. So if you think of the word want, it therefore represents something you don't have. So you're always speaking about your desires and your present moment like I am wealth, I am abundance, I am joy rather than saying, I want this thing, because then you're confirming I don't have this thing. We'll get into this more later. Actually, let me move on with this um, intro. Again, taking an honest inventory means looking at the here and now. So, okay, if we have to start thinking in the here and now, why? It sounds, you know, I'm a yoga instructor and I'm always encouraging, okay, think about the breath. We're in the here and now. Um, Try to be here now. Live in the power of now. A lot of us now, it becomes, we hear it all the time that we're not even thinking about what that means. But try living two minutes ago. Give it a try. How'd that work out for you? Try living two minutes from now in the future two minutes, try living two minutes in the future. Try living tomorrow. Just try it. It can't be done. You only have now. If you want new results, you have to have new thoughts now, new beliefs now, new convictions now, new feelings now. It's all what, yes, Raymond Hollywell, uh, Dr. Caroline Leaf, Dr. Joe Dispenza, all the people you've heard me talk about. Feeling the feelings now, and then it attracts in a physical realm what you are feeling. You get the results of what you feel now. So there's a scientific way of thinking about everything. A true and right way that prevents the needless waste of mental energy and produces the desired results on all occasions. As I've already explained, all things and events, all experiences and conditions of life are results. All results, however, will vary in quality and quantity in accordance with the degree of knowledge possessed and the application of that knowledge. You've heard me say it before. Knowledge is not power. Applying knowledge is power. Knowledge is not power. Applying knowledge is power. You may know what to do, but you are not doing it. Remember, there is no try. There is only do. Again, it might sound cheesy, but bear with me. You may think, okay, I'm being helpful by saying I'm trying to do better. Better. I'm trying to think better, but actually that type of talk isn't helping you at all. Are you doing better? Are you thinking better? I'm trying not to complain so much. Okay, wait, wait. Cancel clear. Are you complaining or are you not complaining? You are or you aren't. There is no try. 
I'm trying to work out more. Okay, did you work out today or did you not work out today? That It's not, did you or did you not? This doesn't come with judgment or harshness. It doesn't have to be, it's, it's called honest inventory. We've talked about it before. Take an honest look. Step into your compassionate witness, your observer self. Check in and observe, what am I doing? What am I thinking? Without judgment, take the honest inventory. No, I did not read that book today. I said I was going to try to read more. Did I read today? No. Okay. (laughs) Could I read now? Yes or no. You know, um, I want to exercise more. Okay. Did I work out today? No or yes. Try not to eat so much sugar. Did you eat the candy bar or did you not eat the candy bar? So this is not like, oh, I'm stupid. Here I go again. I, I didn't do that thing I said I was going to do. No, no, not a pity party. Not, I'm sorry, I hate myself. This encourages self-loathing, all of that. No, no. You did or you did not. You are or you are not. There is no try. So it is absolutely essential to give intelligent direction to the creative powers of your mind to enjoy the best and largest results in your desires of health, wealth, love, and perfect self-expression. What is my plan and how will I execute my plan? There, I'm thinking I'm planning my work and I'm working my plan. So you have intelligent direction based on your plans that you've created out of your creative powers. Thinking is a perpetual process. It is a creative function of life that is always going on. Always, in all ways. Always happening in all ways. When we change our thinking for the better, we automatically change our lives for the better. Modern psychology has conclusively demonstrated that a change of thought must precede every change in a person's life. As I change, all conditions will change. Remember how important repetition is and feel free to repeat sayings often throughout your day. This helps kind of with the monkey mind, you know, of your mind just going here, there, and everywhere. Control it, rein it back in, and find some I am statements or some um, some statements kind of like what I just reminded you of to keep in your back pocket. Make a few note cards, memorize them, and say them throughout the day. This will help you stay focused on what you want to stay focused on. Um, narrowness of thought, limited views, pre prejudiced uh, convictions and materialistic opinions are all signs of a lack of maturity and development. And by the way, just simply a lack mentality, but keeping an open mind, wide and tolerant views, wholesome convictions and expanding conceptions are signs of growth. However, the small mind need not remain small or undeveloped. It can all grow and expand and ultimately become great. The path is clear and simple. Once a person forms his own clear conception and strong convictions from the loftiest point of view, he can reach and then proceed to think and act accordingly. Advancement will follow as a natural sequence. The law is that The mind is no greater than its conception. As you improve and enlarge your ideas and mental pictures, you improve in 
a larger mind. Your mind grows as you're as you conceive bigger and better things, you, you naturally expand into a greater consciousness or awareness. Uh, think about it as a container, like your wealth container. It can continue to grow. Your love container with all of your relationships, that can continue to expand and grow. Your um, patience container, any type of bucket or container that you might consider. I think uh, you were you might have been with me when we talked about everybody always on my last book review and how um, he, Bob Goff, had a bucket full of patience and he carried it with him all around to remind himself to have expanded patience, right? A wealth container, a patience container, a joy container, or um, if you'd rather say words like... Um, enlarged well anyway you might find a a word or words that work better for you but anyway as you improve and enlarge your ideas like I said um everything else will improve you'll improve then your mental pictures and then that will expand or improve and grow your mind as you aspire to realize a larger truth you must inevitably grow in in understanding thoughts create feelings and feelings attract physical reality so as you think better you will feel better as you feel better you will attract and manifest better experiences in your physical reality that confirm those feelings so as i think better i feel better and then i attract better results results that I desire. So what is God's intention anyway? What is the intention of working with God's laws? Jesus tells us that God has definite intentions. He says, fear not little flock. It is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. This is one of my favorite affirmations. It is God's good pleasure to give me the kingdom and it is my good pleasure to receive it. Anyway, back to what Jesus said. Okay, if Jesus said, fear not, it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom, then that means Father God's intention is for the universal good. That means our intention must take the same direction, knowing that whatever works for the universal good will work for the individual good. Or as you've heard me say before, what's best for me is best for everyone else. The reason is because you're honoring yourself, your boundaries, everything, but it is better for everyone. And once you know that, that they go hand in hand, what's better or what works for the universal good will work for the individual good. It's those two things you can always be thinking, how is this better for universal good? And therefore, for for myself, they go together. That is why you've heard me say so many times that I am a co-creator with God. When our intention becomes reconciled or cooperative with source or God, then we become an expression of that good. We become co-creators with God. Teamwork makes the dream work. We are co-creators with God. He gave us free will to co-create with him. He made us in his image and likeness. If he is the creator, then what are we to do? We are to create. Create what? Create our reality. When a person is able to combine or direct all his thoughts, ideas, and desires for good, he will be able to bring forth a continued stream of good 
Wow. When you are able, which you are able, when you (laughs) do or don't do, when you combine or direct all your thoughts, ideas, and desires for good, you will be able to bring forth a continued stream of good. That sounds awesome. And back to Jesus, in appreciation for all the good work and miracles he accomplished, we see that he never took personal credit for the results. He knew God's laws, and by working with them, God's laws, he was able to perform miracles to the amazement of the unenlightened public. He said, it is not me, but the Father in me that does the work. God works in us and through us. All perceived failures in life are due to taking sides with the finite around us, the illusion of conditions. We we know that that... Let me finish this thought and I'll get back to it. All perceived failures in life are due to taking sides with the finite around us. Okay, then the flip side of that same coin means all success in life is due to taking sides with what then? Infinite God. We are taking sides with infinite God within us. Therefore, working with God's law may be considered the same as taking these laws into our minds and lives as a silent partner. So like an angel investor or, you know, a silent partner that I am a co-creator with God, whatever kind of words or verbiage terms that work for you, find something that works with you. I'm partners with God in this. God is my silent partner in this. I'm taking sides with God who is infinite. Then And only then we are conscious or awake or aware, whichever of those words works for you. I like to say awake usually or aware. Um, We are conscious of the source and creator of all power and realize and receive the many benefits that surround us. So let me say it another way. Then we are awake when, by the way, when I am working with God's laws and I am considering him, God, and God's laws as a silent partner in my life, I am awake to the source and creator of all power and realize and receive the many benefits that surround me. Again, co-creator with God, I am awake to my good. I am awake to God's infinite power within me. Use any I am statement that feels right for you or resonates with you. You might remember when we discussed the empowerment dynamic, we have to choose to be a creator in our life rather than a victim. Nothing is impossible for God. Nothing. Nothing is impossible for God. And if God is working in us and through us, nothing is impossible for the one who believes. Jesus tells us this in the book of Mark chapter 9. God, help us believe and if there's any unbelief help our unbelief use any i am statement or affirmation that feels right for you again you need these affirmations to affirm what you want to think (laughs) what you want to believe god's power is at work within me i say that one a lot especially when i'm doing something that i'm perceiving as a challenge like oh this is hard but i can do anything 
if I believe God's power is at work within me. That one's a quick go-to for me. I say it a lot. I make a choice now to believe the truth of God's inheritance, which is priceless. I have been sealed by the Holy Spirit and blessed with every resource to make decisions that please God and live the abundant life. Selfish desires and limiting beliefs no longer control me because I have the power to make right decisions. God's power is at work within me. I am right thinking, peaceful, joyful, connected with God, and thankful for all things in my life. I have made the decision that I feel all of my feelings and discharge them completely. I am the master of my emotion and I choose to feel good, especially about myself. I do not depend on persons or conditions for my good. God is the source of my infinite supply and God provides amazing channels of good to me now. Romans chapter 10 says that it is with my heart that I believe and I believe nothing is too good to be true. Nothing is too wonderful to happen. Nothing is too good to last. It is God's good pleasure to give me the kingdom and it is my good pleasure to receive it. I let go of everything and everyone that is no longer a part of the divine plan of my life. I now expand quickly into the divine plan of my life where all conditions are permanently perfect. Trust and allow I am statements and affirmations like these to resonate within you and take up the majority of your thinking. Don't waste your life by thinking unhealthy thoughts, thoughts that bring you more of what you don't want or at least what you're saying you don't want the bible tells us in philippians 4 to fix our thoughts on what is true honorable right and pure lovely and admirable think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise thinking is a perpetual process it is a creative function of life that is always going on always in all ways We are engaged in it and are producing results of some kind every hour of every day, registering within ourselves the exact effects of all our thinking. We are are reaping what we sow every day in the present moment, the present moment of now. We can't stop thinking and we possess the supreme privilege of being able to to determine the sort of results we desire by regulating the form and quality of our thoughts. How this is done in a simple and effective manner is explained throughout these lessons, so I will explain all 11 laws, but I encourage you to study them in depth. I highly recommend reading this book and taking notes. For our purposes here, I am simply offering you a brief overview of something that has enriched my life and blessed me in many ways. I hope that these laws help you as much as they have helped me. I am so happy and grateful now that every molecule of my being is vibrating in perfect harmony with God's laws. My body is getting happier, healthier, stronger, and more loving every minute of every day.